Welcome to episode 103 of the Ask Achieve Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing the difference between front lunges and reverse lunges, spine position for squats, low-impact exercises for people with bad knees, and foot pronation during lower body exercises. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What is up, Achievers? Episode 103. We've been uh, podcasting three times a week for the past two weeks, actually. I know. It's um, been a miracle. Pretty pretty pa- proud of ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've been kind of bunching them together and trying to record them all in uh, a day or two. Yeah, I think it took us a little bit too long to realize that it was not going to work out to podcast once each episode once a day and try to rely on Kendrick napping and agreeing peacefully with each and every one. So now we're bashing them together and it's working out much better. Um, and we're doing it at the probably first thing in the morning just to accommodate for his nap schedule, which seems to be the longest in the morning. So yeah. it's working out pretty well. It's working out. Yeah. yeah it's pretty great. Um, we just celebrated our six year anniversary of Achieve Fitness. Yeah. So we have um, a big party every year in mid January um, because that's when we originally opened in 2013. Yeah. Crazy. So Six years. It's actually been a little more. We had an unofficial open um, in November of 2012. Yeah. And then our official grand opening was January of 2013. So we, uh, yeah, we always throw a big bash. And this year we decided that, well, last year, because it was the five year anniversary, what we did was we like honored our founding members. So people who are still with us, who were with us at the very beginning when we first opened. Um, and then we realized that it would be fun to every year kind of honor people who have been with us for five or more years. So, um, we had a group of 24 people, uh, that we got to honor this year. We gave them gifts from, um, this, uh, smaller company based out of Connecticut called Charmbox. Shop Charmbox is the website. So shop charmbox.com um she was so awesome yeah she put, toge- put together custom gifts for us so that we could offer something that was like kind of gender neutral and that we thought everybody would like and um she put together little tags with our logo on it and it was just really really nice just super nice yeah super well put together well packaged and just uh yeah just looked good really yeah, yeah. um yeah so that was awesome and yeah we were a little bit unsure of what the turnout was gonna be like because in the in boston we're going to get uh, pummeled with snow, but we actually dodged it by a little bit, and it hit more of like New Hampshire and Maine area. So we only got like maybe like two, three, four inches max. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Um, so. And then uh, the issue was the next day, or today rather, is uh, it's like two degrees. Two degrees, <laughs> yeah. So everything is frozen over. So we uh, shoveled a good amount yesterday, but. Um, but yeah, people still made it out. They Ubered, they walked or whatever they did to, to get there. But we had about like, I think about 75 to 85 people or so. Yeah. So it was good. It was really um, fun. we found out that no matter how much wine we get, <laughs> it always, always gets consumed by 10 PM. <laughs> so basically like every year we kept, we kept a list on our phones of like what we should think about for next year. So yeah. every year it was like. The first year, I think we got like six bottles of red, six bottles of white for wine, right? And we were like, oh man, that was not enough because it was gone by the end of the night. So then we went up to eight bottles of red, eight bottles of white, and then that was gone. And we kept increasing. And finally, last year, we did 12 of each. Yep. And people still finished it. And we realized that it's not about getting more alcohol because people are just going to stay as long as the alcohol 
is exactly. available. So yeah. basically, if we just keep getting more, we're just prolonging the amount of time <laughs> that people stay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I think this year we had 18 bottles of red, 12 white, <laughs> and then 10 bottles of champagne, and it all got drank within four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our achievers know how to party. Yeah, so but it's, it's always a good time. It's I mean, that, a that's good a good time, time right? That's uh, that people want to stay, that they want to hang out and talk to each other. So it was it was a really good time. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Uh, cool. All right. So let's get into the questions today. So we're going to start with the first one from Chrissy underscore one, two, eight. She said, what is the specific difference between a front lunge and a reverse lunge? And do you prefer one? Um, yeah, I, I thought this was just a kind of like a, a simple question that actually maybe is a, that we could just talk about more yeah. <laughs> in detail. Um, so basically, the, the, the two lunges, a reverse lunge is basically, let's say you're in a standing position with your feet together and you step one step back and lunge backwards. And then to finish off the movement, you stand back up in place so that your feet are together again. A forward lunge is the opposite where you actually lunge forward and then push yourself back to come back to that standing position. Did I explain that well? I think so, yeah. Did you want to explain further? No, I think, you, I think you did. So a reverse lunge is starting with your feet together, stepping one foot back, tapping your knee to the floor, and then stepping that foot that you stepped back, back forward. Yes. Yeah. Yep. A front lunge is starting with both feet together, stepping one foot forward, tapping your back knee down to the floor, and then pushing off the front leg to come back yes. to the standing position. <laughs> I think you explained it well, yeah. but just okay. to reiterate, in case somebody understood you and not me or vice versa. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we tend to gravitate towards reverse lunges yeah. for the most part. We don't think front lunges are bad and we don't think that uh, you should omit them by any means, but we primarily focus on reverse lunges. And the reason is when you stand in that sort of standing position and you take a step back, you're much more balanced and you have much less um, kind of like pull. So basically uh, that might shift you in any one direction. And there's also a lot of less deceleration forces on your knees so you're just kind of more just more in control throughout the movement so that means that we're able to better balance better align ourselves um, better for loading purposes so we can use heavier and heavier weights so like dumbbells and kettlebells and barbells with that reverse lunge um, because of all those factors a forward lunge because you're striding forward and then decelerating and then pushing yourself back you have a lot less balance a lot more deceleration demands also subsequently a lot more demands on your knees so it places a lot more force on the knee so a lot of people don't really like lunge, uh, forward lunges on their knees and also the loading capabilities are a little bit less so you can use dumbbells you can use kettlebells but at a certain point it just becomes really difficult to lunge all the way forward and then lunge all the way back with too heavy of a load yeah exactly yeah. it's it's a little bit more of an awkward movement than a reverse lunge. Yeah. Reverse lunge feels a lot more natural because when you're pushing off of your back leg to step forward, it feels, that's like something that you do in real life. Totally, Whereas yeah. a forward lunge, you don't normally, like if you end up in a forward lunge type position, normally what you would do is like to get out of that would be to step your back foot forward again. Yeah. You wouldn't push off of your front foot to stand up, right? right? So even a walking lunge, I think, is a better alternative that's to if you're looking to do something that's maybe more quad dominant or you want to like stress the knees just a little bit more than a reverse lunge. Yeah. I think a walking lunge is a good next step instead of a forward lunge. Yeah. So a walking lunge would be you lunge forward with your right foot and your left knee taps the floor and then you push off with your back foot and lunge forward with your left foot. So you're just alternating did I just say left foot twice? Oh my gosh, we're having a really hard time <laughs> describing 
lunges. Well, I think because there's so much like left and right, and then even if you're stepping backwards, you eventually have to step forward. And forward front lunges, you step forward, but then you step backwards. There's a lot going on. Walking okay. lunges, you continue to step forward. Yeah. So you you just you move while you're doing it. Um and yeah, so that one there's still that like Jason was talking about that deceleration component to it. Um, but it's just so awkward to push off of your front leg and come backwards. Yeah, and, and we, we yeah. think it's definitely an important skill to have, but after that point, once you kind of attain that skill, um, we opt for more, yeah, walking lunges, reverse lunges, rear foot elevated split squats. We offer these options as a little bit better uh, to load up and really progress. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, next question comes from Stefano Sabatini. And I said, in the squat movement, should I have a neutral spine position? Um, yeah, good yes. question. So, <laughs> <laughs> One word answer, move on. Now. <laughs> so, you know, it depends on what we're talking about in terms of the squat. If we're just looking at like a body weight squat and you're just trying to get as low as possible, um, you know, you could probably argue that it's not entirely necessary to have a flat neutral spine because it's totally unloaded. Also... Um, you know, if you think about, you know, populations like gardeners or uh, people that work at rice paddies or farmers or whatever it might be, um, places like these, these populations, they are totally in lumbar flexion, uh, lower back flexion as they're in the very bottom position of that squat. And it's really a, a pretty natural position. When load gets factored into the equation, we definitely want a neutral spine because we don't want to put your discs at potential harm um, by keeping them in a flex position while under load. Yeah, so basically it depends on what you're trying to accomplish with your squat. Yeah. Like if you're just working on, if you want to work on mobility and you want to work on the depth of your squat or you just want to work on like being able to comfortably get down to the toward the ground or yeah. like go down and play with your kids, like you don't have to worry about constantly maintaining a neutral spine. It won't, yeah. it won't actually be very natural. It'll actually probably limit your ability to get down naturally so yeah. that in that case totally fine to have a little bit of rounding in your back but once you decide you want to squat for strength and you want to start to progressively load that squat then we really want to start thinking about keeping a neutral spine yeah, yeah. definitely um and so you know i mean even even in, in populations where they don't have like toilets um and they have you basically you know perform uh, how, much, how should I yeah. say this? Well, piece? you squat into a hole. Yeah, like you squat into, into a hole, basically. Into the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's totally normal. It's actually more healthy for your digestive system. Yeah. And they actually make, now they make squatty potties. I was literally going with this. I'm glad we're on the, such the same page <laughs> with digestive health. <laughs> but yeah, that, now they've designed squatty potties where they elevate your feet, basically, and basically get you into more of a position of spinal flexion to assist the bowel movement. Yeah. Um, hopefully not... Not TMI. Hopefully, this is just good quality information and it's education. It's important, you know. Yeah. Talking about poop is important. Yeah. <laughs> poop is important. Everybody poops. That was a that was a book I remember getting reading as a young child. I think most people read that. Everybody poops. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody reads. Everybody poops. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, unloaded. We got really off topic there. <laughs> unloaded spinal flexion is totally fine. Loaded, we really like to keep it in a neutral posture. Otherwise, you put your discs uh, at some potential risk um, that really isn't necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Next one comes from Sunny Side of Kristen. And she said, would love to know more about low impact activities for weak knees. 
Uh, and so I assume yeah. by weak knees, meaning just like either achy. achy knees or yeah, yeah, people who quote unquote, a, a lot of people, co- they'll come in and say I have bad knees. Yeah. Um, and that's, nobody has bad knees. <laughs> if, you, if your sonus says that, just try to you, read. Your knees are perfect. Your knees are beautiful. Just maybe they're a little achy sometimes. Yeah. So they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some exercises. So low impact activities for weak knees. So it depends, I guess, on if we're talking about strength, if we're talking about endurance, if we're talking about like cardio. Yeah. I mean, I guess, um, more than likely, they're probably thinking about from a cardiovascular benefit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess it depends on the severity of how bad the knees are. So if the knees are not great, what we typically gravitate towards are exercises that just totally have zero impact whatsoever. So we like to use exercises like ropes or like medicine ball throws or um, the um, or assault bikes, um, the rowers. Um, actually, Usually uh, kettlebell swings are good. Yeah, kettlebell swings, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, that are all just virtually zero impact. And then let's say someone has just like a little bit of knee pain here and there, as long as there isn't too much knee impact. Um, any, any recommendations there? Um, you know, one thing that comes to mind is like a mountain climber. So you're, oh, on, yeah. you're basically in a plank position, and you basically bring one knee up towards your chest, and then you bring that leg back, and then you switch. You kind of switch repeatedly in a really quick alternating fashion. Now, the, the traditional method is to basically bring that knee forward and also have your foot touch down, and then you bring it back, and then switch sides, have that foot touch down, and then bring it back. We actually prefer where you bring your knee up and your foot hovers off the ground before you bring it back. And that way, you really avoid any sort of impact in that regard, and you keep that tall plank position. You don't want to do the the exercise if you have bad knees, where you basically like your your hips lift up, and you kind of like you're doing like performing like mini jumps with your feet with your hands on the ground. You don't want to do that because that's a little bit too much impact. But the hover version is really good for people with um, achy knees. Yeah, I was thinking jump rope as well. It's yeah. a way that you can get some more like plyometric type work but you don't it's not a ton of impact on your knees the ankles and achilles and calves take more of the uh brunt of that so knees should be fine with jump rope yep jumping Um, jacks so along the same vein um uh potentially speed squats so if you are or maybe squat iso holds stuff like that um where you are you're squatting down but instead of letting your knees come really far forward you try to keep them back a little bit so you're really shifting your hips back letting your torso come forward and it becomes like a like a low bar squat or like a good morning-ish type of movement um, where you're not overly letting the knees come too far forward and that helps to take some pressure off and you can also perform iso holds in that same vein as well. Um, anything else that you can think of? I was thinking jump rope as well, which is yeah. good. Um, I think those are the main yeah, ones in terms, of, in terms of cardio. Yeah, so yeah. I think going from like if you're somebody who has knee pain or or discomfort start with the ones that are completely like not even using the legs like jason was talking about in the beginning so ropes battling ropes kettlebell swing or kettlebell swings use your legs but they really don't use your knees yeah um kettlebell swings medicine ball ball throws those kinds of things where you're really not putting any like even any impact at all really on your legs and then from there maybe start to do things like mountain climbers jump rope where it's a little bit of impact but still should kind of ease you yeah jump rope is great especially if you can do it um it, it hurts if you miss, but barefoot. I really like barefoot jump rope for those with knee pain because your body naturally kind of calibrates how how to land and how to jump in order to minimize the impact because it doesn't have any protection. Mm-hmm. Whether Whereas if you have like a more hard-soled shoe, your body doesn't have that feedback, so it might 
stomp a little bit harder um, than we would have liked. That's a good point. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. And then our last one comes from Melo86. And she said, my foot pronates when I squat, deadlift, hip, cable thrust, etc. Is this bad? How do I fix it? So you want to expi- explain pronate? Yeah. First? So basically what they're saying is when they squat or deadlift, their feet, the arches in their feet collapse as they go through the movement. And so it basically looks like a flat foot as they're pressing into the ground. And, you know, there are a couple of things that might be happening. There might be a limitation in ankle mobility. However, based on the fact that they mentioned that this happens when they hip thrust, I'm going to rule that out because mm. your ankles don't actually flex during hip thrust. They stay stacked over the um, the ankle. So there's no actual, uh, the knees stay the stacked knees over the ankle. Are, yeah. So there's no forward movement there. So I'm going to rule out ankle mobility. Um, one thing that could be happening here is foot stability. And there are a number of like things that you can do. You've probably seen exercises where you like pick up marbles with your feet or like roll up a towel with your feet. And this definitely helps with just foot strength overall. But we also want you to work on foot stability as well. And one way you can do this is actually still perform the same exercises. So squat, deadlift, and hip thrust. But try this out. Try doing it without your shoes on and try putting a mini band. Um, you can get one at uh, performbetter.com. You can grab a like a yellow or green mini band and you're going to place the band around the arches of your feet. And you basically, you're kind of like stepping through them so that the band is around the arches of your feet. And what the band is doing is it's trying to basically pronate your feet even more. It's trying to get your feet to collapse even more. And that basically serves as a feedback mechanism. Your feet can kind of like tell what's going on. And now what you want to do is try to push out against the band while still having contact with the floor with your feet. You don't want your feet to lift up off the floor. But while in contact with the floor, you slowly push so that your pressure kind of goes towards the outsides of your feet. Um, And that basically just helps to create a better, more intrinsic stability, um, like foot strength, basically, as opposed to just concentric, like, let me just squeeze something foot strength, which is a little bit different. Yeah. And so she asks, like, why, like, I think at the end, like, why does it matter? Is it bad? Right. Or is this bad? And how do I fix it? So also with the, is it bad? Like in just, just your foot pronating, like as far as the foot goes, like maybe not that big of a deal, but what usually happens is there's a chain reaction that goes up the body when that happens. Right. Right. So if your foot pronates, meaning your arch collapses, then your knees tend to cave in toward each other. When your knees cave in toward each other, that can create, it's called like valgus collapse. And that can create some weakness in your knees. It can kind of just like, and then everything kind of up the chain gets thrown off. So it's not so much about the foot. It's actually about the entire system being kind of thrown off by what's happening. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And when the knees collapse in, what ends up happening is your pelvis tips forward into what people call anterior pelvic tilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your upper body tends to collapse forward as well. So a lot of stuff can potentially happen as a result of that um, pr- uh, pronation in your feet or over, over pronation in your feet. Um, the other thing is that when let's, let's say just for example, if it was totally isolated to the foot, only the foot happened to pronate a little bit, even in that case, it's not optimal because your foot really isn't meant to just push off in that, in that sort of, um, collapsed arch position. Mm -hmm. It's just not as efficient. It doesn't have great leverage in that position. So, um, is this, is this like something like that's horrible and that's going to cause you a lot of pain later down the line? You know, most likely not. A lot of people have flat feet and they're totally fine. But if you want to eke out just a little bit more, you know, optimal 
positioning, then yeah, it, it would be helpful to get a little bit um, more foot stability um, into your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. So basically, like, don't worry too much. Like, it's not like yeah. a death sentence that your foot collapses a little bit. Definitely but not. Yeah. Definitely worth working on because of all of the potential implications down the line if it continues to happen and you continue to lift more weight and do more and mm -hmm. like do more impact exercises. If you're constantly getting into this pronated position, eventually you may end up having some issues down the line. So if you notice it now, it's a really good idea to do some of the things that Jason was just mentioning also just lifting in bare feet um in general yeah. is gonna help so just like even what jason was talking about jump roping in bare feet like doing squats and deadlifts and hip thrusts and lunges and all that in bare feet or in socks or in at least a very minimal shoe will also just help your foot to naturally start to um use some of that like those intrinsic the muscles. intrinsic muscles that he was talking about yeah so that you don't have to actually think too hard about it your body will actually start to naturally do it yeah, yeah. And you, you'll be surprised with just how, like, strong and rooted to the ground you feel. And this is the reason why people like to wear chucks or they like to just be in socks or they like to be in a very low-sole shoe because you can really feel the ground. And when you can really f firmly feel the ground, you, you just feel like you have a lot more potential to put more force into the ground, which is going to make you obviously end up being a lot stronger. So uh, it's a big difference from being in like a cushy running shoe where you can push really hard into the ground, but you still have a lot of shoe to get through to in order to express that force. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I believe those are all of the answers to your burning questions that we have today. Uh, thank you for sending those. And if you have any questions of your own, you can submit them to us at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. Just shoot us a DM or comment on any of our posts and we'll try to get to them. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us an iTunes review, we would be super, super grateful for that. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.